All right. Hello, mamas. Welcome back to another episode. Happy Thursday. I have my co-pilot here with me today, as usual, and she has really gotten to talking. So if you hear her in the background, she's just chatting with you too. Okay. So today's episode, I want to talk about Halloween. And I have a couple different feelings on this, but I kind of want to go through some alternative ideas around Halloween and how can we approach Halloween without having our kids ingest sugar for weeks and weeks and weeks from all the candy that they collect. And so there's a couple schools of thought around here, and it kind of depends on what age your kids are. So for Isaac this year and last year, we probably won't do Halloween really. Like we'll maybe get him dressed and we'll like go to my family's and we'll do like some fun games or something like that. We probably won't do trick-or-treating just because I don't think he's really at the age where he's going to like love it right now. But as they get older, that will change where he really might want to go trick-or-treating. And so there's a couple different schools of thought. One, because you know my thoughts around sugar. And if you don't, you should probably go listen to my episodes that I've done on what sugar does to the brain and why you shouldn't give your kids, you know, any sugar, especially processed sugar. Definitely by age one and, you know, research says even through age three. So one thought is I got from a, a parenting book that Ben Greenfield wrote and he talks about with his kids when they, and I, you know, he has older kids, but I think they were probably around the age of like nine or 10. He let them go off, do trick-or-treating, do Halloween. They came home with candy and he let them eat them. He let them eat all the candy they wanted and the next day they felt like crap. And he used it as a tool of like question asking of like, why do you think you don't feel good? And it allowed them to make the connection that eating that much sugar and that much candy and that much processed food doesn't leave me feeling good. And so rather than it being good or bad, we, we bring the story to about how does it make you feel? Which I think is such a great lesson for kids to learn about food because there's so many issues that can be around food, right? Like this food will make me fat or I'm too skinny or rather than labeling it, just how does it make you feel? Does it make you feel like you have energy? Do you sleep good? Do you have brain fog? Like if we can lead it back to how does it make you feel, then it takes the good or bad, the villain part out of it, especially for you as a parent. So if you have older kids, I think that's a great tactic. For younger kids who may not be able to put that together, right? I mean, they can barely put sentences together. We may have to step in a little bit more. And so here are some alternative ideas. If you do want to take your kids trick-or-treating that I've heard throughout the years, I put together kind of a list that you can try to incorporate. The one thing is I will say, like, if I was to take Isaac trick-or-treating this year and he was going to have a couple pieces of candy, I, as a mom, who's very, like, if you heard my episode about perfection and motherhood, I have a very hard time letting him have anything that I know is going to uh, damage his health in any way, whether that's his physical health, his immune system, his brain health. Like, I really struggle with it because I want him to be the healthiest, best person he can be. I don't want him to be part of the numbers of today where, you know, so many kids are obese or have metabolic issues or ADHD or whatever it is. Like I've spent so much of my life helping people through those type of things and have watched, I've had a front row seat and watching them and watching their kids or whoever it is that we were helping. And I don't want my kids to be a part of that. And I know that I have the knowledge and the tools to help with that. And so I, I'm very hard on myself in terms of the amount of guilt I feel. So like, for example, we went to a birthday party not long ago, and I knew that the cake probably had really bad ingredients in it. 
And it's like sitting there watching him have, and I, you know, I just told my dad who was feeding him only a couple bites. Like he only gets a couple. First off, he hadn't, there was no like food for him to really have because they just didn't really supply that much food. It was just a lot of like chips and, you know, sugar filled things. So I'm like, first off, he hasn't had a real meal. Like we haven't filled him up with protein or anything like that. So I don't want him to have a bunch of sugar. Second off, I know that the ingredients in that cake are not great. So I only told him a little bit. But as I'm sitting there watching him, like the amount of guilt that's flooding my system and cortisol that's flooding my system, I have to release a little bit because I also know that the body is so freaking intelligent that this little tiny hormetic stress is going to be okay. It's not ideal, but it's going to be okay. And I control 99% of the other things that he eats, so it's going to be okay. I never will allow that to be permission for my kid to do that over and over and over again. But that's how I can help myself cope in the moment of that. So same to be said on Halloween. There can be this thought that like, okay, I'm going to let my kids have a couple pieces of candy. It's not great for him. But before we go out for Halloween trick-or-treating, I'm going to boost that kid's immune system. I'm going to make sure that he was filled with protein and some good carbs so that he's full. So maybe he won't want as much. And tomorrow when you know, overnight, the candy is going to disappear and it's not going to be here tomorrow. It's just going to be a one, one day thing. That I think could also be an approach that you use, but it's not letting them do it over and over and over, right? Like kids typically, like I remember even myself, like we would have a bag of candy. Actually, I don't think ever for us. I think my parents pretty much took it. But I remember kids like having Halloween candy in their closet till like December or January. You know, they're just eating it whenever. That is not going to be okay with me. So there's that little like thought process there too. My parents, I, we did go trick-or-treating. I think we got to maybe pick out like a couple of things. And I think that was pretty much what we got to do when we got home. We got to have like, I don't remember, but like we got to maybe pick out five or 10 pieces and that's what we got to have. And the rest, I have no idea what my mom did with it. Also, I know that like grandparents, when we would go to like their house for trick-or-treating, like I had a set of grandparents that lived close to us at the time. And she had a basket and it was usually like a movie. It was like maybe a pair of slippers and something else that like we got a basket of like goodies rather than candy, which is one of my ideas here for you. (gasps) Yes. Are you talking to everybody? So one of my ideas is like do like a toy or like a fun thing that they get instead of candy. Like if you do a Halloween basket for your kids, maybe do that instead of candy because they're already going to get candy when they go trick or treating. So here's my ideas. You could do a Halloween toy exchange where like anybody where you know, like if you're getting together with a group of friends for a Halloween party with your kids, maybe they all bring a toy and they all exchange a toy and that's what they get instead of candy. You could do non-food treats. So you could give out other things at trick-or-treating like toys, stickers, glow sticks, things like that. I was like, I have so many beef sticks. I'm like, I could be the beef stick person that hands out beef sticks for Halloween. (laughs) which I know is not fun, but that's what I want to hand out to them, not candy. You could do a candy donation, which I don't really love, but some people talk about this where you could like donate your candy to somewhere, which is you're just passing on that toxic food to somebody else. So I don't really know how I feel about that, but it's an option. You could do homemade treats instead where you control all the ingredients. On this note too, you can do better versions of candy, right? Like Lily's has some great versions of gummy worms that you could do. Unreal has chocolate covered coconut fat bombs that you could do. Justin's peanut butter cups are even a better option. Lily's peanut butter cups. You could do those instead of like Reese's PCs or Sour Patch or whatever. 
Those are great alternatives. And you could do those for your kids or heck, give those to your grandparents. And when your kid comes trick-or-treating at your grandparents' house or your friend's house, you tell them to put those in his bag. (laughs) So just some ideas. You could do crafts. You could do... We could focus on the experience. So instead of like, if you're going to do a party of some kind, you just focus more on like the things. Like we used to do like a fall harvest type Halloween party where we would all dress up and my parents would do like bobbing for apples or we would peel apples for apple cider or I don't, I can't even remember the games, but my mom was really creative that way. Like she could always put together like some games for a party. And so you could do something like that instead. You could do the switch, Witch, which has been out for a while, which is where all your candy is going to disappear at night and the witch is going to bring you something awesome. And then the next morning they get like a, you know, a new movie or a new book or an experience of some kind. So you could do the switch, switch, and then of course, teaching moderation. So just teaching our kids about what candy does to us, what eating that much sugar does to us, and really honing in like what I talked about at the beginning, which is trying to do kids to understand how they feel when they eat things. And that will set them up for great lifelong habits. So there's some ideas doing Halloween with kids, toddlers, trick-or-treating. I hope that's helpful. If it is helpful, please reach out to me and let me know. I'd love feedback on if any of these ideas worked for you, what's worked for you in the past, what hasn't worked, and just helping us as a community of moms try to do things a little differently. So with that being said, have a fabulous, fabulous day. Have a fabulous Halloween with your kids. I have no idea what... I mean, this episode is probably a couple days before Halloween. If you're listening to this, I record this probably a couple weeks earlier, and I have no idea if we're dressing up, what we're doing for Halloween. (laughs) So we'll see. You'll see on Instagram. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll find out what we end up doing.